Hello and welcome back to Runners in Scoring Position. I'm Nate Jones and with me still is Charlie. And we have a special uh, in-studio guest and that's Chris Phillips, the President and General Manager of the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Uh, so I'll give a little background about Chris here. A 2000 uh, Penn State graduate with a Bachelor of Science in Recreation and Parks Management with a minor in Business Marketing. He worked with Hyatt Hotels for three years and then left to work with Altoona Curve as a ticket account executive in 2003. In 2005, Phillips became the director of ticket sales for the Greenberg Sports Group, overseeing the ticket departments for Latunia Curve and the State College Spikes. Now he's the president and GM of the newly named Rocky Mountain Vibes. How are you doing today, Chris? I am doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming in. So we're just going to jump right into the first question. Uh, you were involved in a lot of ticket sales with Latunia Curve and the State College Spikes. How much did that prepare you for your current position? Uh, a lot. And that, that's kind of the the typical um, climb up the ladder in, in minor league baseball, at least a lot of um, a lot of your starting positions are going to be ticket account executive roles. And then you'll kind of graduate into the group sales department and then uh, kind of work through corporate sales, which is selling sponsorships and advertising packages. And um, and then kind of once you have all of those skill sets, that allows you to kind of take that next step to the GM role. But super important. I mean, tickets are the. Uh, you know, one of my mentors would say tickets are the trunk of the tree. So, you know, if you're not selling tickets, you're not selling parking, you're not selling concessions, you're not selling merchandise. So you got to get people in the ballpark and put butts in seats. So recently you guys rebranded from the Sky Sox to the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Talk about the process of choosing the vibes and what other names were on the short list. Sure. Uh, well, it was it was quite the process. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, very stressful at times. Um, you know, we, uh, we knew we wanted to rebrand, you know, with the, the realignment that's happening within the Elmore sports group, which is our ownership group, uh, we're essentially moving, you know, four teams between four cities and, uh, well, three between four, but, um, it was quite the, uh, quite the endeavor. And the fact that, uh, that they were able to pull that off was, was pretty amazing in itself. But what that left us with here is a, essentially a new team, uh, moving into a new league. And a lot of confusion in the community about what was going on and why teams were moving around. And so we said, look, this is this is if there was ever a time to do it, this was the time to do it. And let's get the city and the community involved and engaged and we can have some fun and do a name the team contest. So uh, we worked with a company, a PR branding company named Brandios, who is, uh, is responsible for a lot of new brands and rebrands uh, specifically throughout minor league baseball, but they've done a lot of other big sports too. Um, but great guys, really creative. And they helped us through the process. Um, so the first step was kind of open submission. So anybody could um, submit any name they wanted, but we wanted to have a story behind why. And we wanted something that was going to represent Colorado Springs as a city, Colorado as, as the state and, and kind of the Rocky mountain region. Um, we, you know, it had to be kid and family friendly, um, you had to be unique. It had to be fun and, um, kind of check all those boxes. So we got about 3000 submissions and a lot of good ones. And, um, you know, it was kind of interesting to go through that process because we really didn't know, you know, what name we, we were going to go with. You know, we, we had ideas and we talked about it and had plenty of cocktail, cocktail napkins with, you know, different ideas on them, but, um, uh, we didn't really have that lightning bolt idea. So we're, we're combing through the, the submissions every day and, and kind of waiting to see if, if something jumps out. And there were there, like I said, there were a number of good ones. So the, the five that we landed on. So the next step from open submission was to 
to narrow it down to our top five finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we knew going in that we we're going to have to have thick skin and, and this is going to be a kind of a, a, a very controversial thing in the community, but we knew it was the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, it was funny, the, the, uh, it's funny, I guess the community, you know, it's hard. People have memories of, of going to Sky Sox games and, and, yep. you know, we wanted to respect that. And we knew that, it you know, by doing, by changing this and rebranding, we were essentially killing the Sky Sox name. Right. So it was, it was tough for a lot of people. And you kind of go through that grieving process and people were angry and then, you know, uh, uh, you know, in denial and, and bargaining with us. And so it was a really interesting thing to go through. But we knew, uh, like I said, we knew we had to do it and we knew we had one chance to do it right. So uh, and, and you know, at the end of the day, we've got to live with the name. Right. I mean, so, we, of course, we're going to make it as awesome as we can. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're the ones selling it to the community. So we, we had all those things, taking all those things into consideration. And uh, the five that we landed on the top five were the the punchy pikas. Uh, Pika is a kind of a small rodent that lives above tree line on Pike's Peak. Uh, the Punchy Pika is the lamb chops, kind of representing the Colorado lamb. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that one because I hated that one. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the throttle jockeys, which was kind of a nod to the military presence here in the Springs, and the military is a huge, huge part of our community. Uh, the ever controversial uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> And, um, and then the happy campers. So, um, you know, just to give you an idea of, of how Brandios works and kind of the way their, their brain, sure. their brains function, you know, the lamb chops idea, we're like, oh, that's lame. It's like, you know, whatever. It, it, but then they, the way they talked about it, I was like, oh, that could be kind of cool. And if you've seen some of the, what they've done with some of the other teams uh, that have just recently launched, you know, we've got our brother club and. Amarillo, who are the, the now the, the sod, sod poodles, the sod yeah. poodles, poodles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great minor league name. I mean, people down there hated it, but now they love it, right? I mean, yeah. it's kind of the same. That's the same thing that we're, we're starting to see here. Um, you know, you've got the uh, the yard goats in Hartford. You got the Chihuahuas in El Paso. You've got the Rocket City Trash Pandas just unveiled. Um, so, uh, Brandios's idea for the lamb chops was to kind of flip the script a little bit and have it be this kind of you know, badass looking lamb holding the cleaver, right? So it's not like this cute little lamb. It's like they, they flip it. So, um, you know, we talked about each idea. We had we had kind of visions for each name, depending on which way we wanted to go. Um, and, you know, it was funny the first time that we saw the Happy Camper's name. Um, we had a big conference call with all i had all the staff come in and all i wanted every every staff member to bring their top 20 names and they could be names that were submitted or names that they came up with on their own okay. and we had our, our brandios guys on the call and i wanted them to, to give their top 20 names too so we probably had i don't know four five hundred names to go through okay. right and we wanted to narrow it to 10 and then to the top five yeah so it was in that meeting when we first saw happy campers and i saw it and i was like i chuckled a little bit and i was like that was not submitted. I was like, I do not remember seeing that submitted. And because it would have caught my eye and, yeah. and uh, I kind of, I was like, that's cute, you know. Um, and so I asked around the room and it wasn't, it was actually the Brandios guys that submitted it. So 
it made like the first cut that we did made the second cut and i was like all right well time out i'm like let's let's talk about this because it's kind of a goofy name um but you know why does everybody why does it keep making it the, the internal cut so we went around the room and talked about it and um you know you guys are both from out of state i'm from out of state right, right? um you know the very transient state and city and people love it here. Right. They, yeah. they, you know, they, and when they move here, they're happy campers. Right. Yeah. So it, we, we were, we were very, I, I was, my, my cautiousness lied in that. I didn't want it to be all like people to think it was all about camping. Like it was like, had to be that happy camper mentality. So I liked it cause it was like a state of mind. Right. Yeah. It's like an attitude or an emotion. And, um, the more we talked about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a thing. I don't want to be like an animal or a, or a mountain or a hiker or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this idea because it's it leaves us it leaves it open so that we can tell all these cool, fun stories, right? Yeah. Um, so we started going down the happy campers or like internally, like, like we think this is what we're gonna go with. The fan voting was gonna be very important, and we're gonna use that input. But at the end of the day, we always said it's our our team, it's our name. Um, so we're going to have final say on it. But, um, when we started kind of working with Brandio to start kind of going down the happy campers route, um, we're like, okay, so what does the creative look like? And what, what in the world could the mascot possibly be? Right. And, um, I should have brought it. I have kind of like a storyboard of how this whole thing went, but we're on radio, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, very initial concepts of, you know, different dog type creatures that could be the mascot or some woodsman gnome kind of person. And, you know, at one point after maybe like three or four drafts of things, they sent this initial like version of this marshmallow character. And we're like, whoa, (laughs) like that's, uh, all right, that's different. Um, And it it looked kind of cool and fun. And um, we led, we said, all right, let's, let's kind of like go down that path. It works with happy campers. It's like very minor league baseball, yeah. um, very unique, which I loved. I didn't want to be anything like any other team that was out there. And it was like very kind of Colorado too. So, uh, they kept making revisions. I mean, Toasty is, he's now known and named. Mm-hmm. He's probably went through, you know, 60 different revisions of what he looked like and what his face looked like and what his eyes looked like. And, um, and you know, it got to the point where, uh, you know, we, we love that he was running and he's active and that's yeah. very Colorado and outdoors. You know, we, we, I wasn't sure about the, the V for vibes or victory and, and or peace, you know, in, in the, in the very initial stages, but the more we talked about it, we're like, yeah, it's pretty cool. That can be like a thing. And, um, and then the last part, I remember we could not get his eyes right. They were like e- evil looking or just kind of <laughs> like tired looking and, so yeah, only in, in minor league baseball. I remember we we're we we're pretty much there with his his face. But I was home one night and I'm talking to myself. I'm saying, what what should the what should the eyes on this s'mores face look like? <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, well, you know, the one thing I'm never without in Colorado are my sunglasses. I'm like, what if we try to put sunglasses on them? So we called the Brandios guys and they like gave us a couple different looks and we're like, that's that's how we wound up yeah. with with Toasty. Awesome. So it was. Uh, I, I kind of skipped a little bit there how we went from happy campers to where, where we are now is the Rocky mountain vibes, but I can get into that if you like. Yeah. Uh, we'll kind of go into like a next question yeah. too, kind of related, but um, a lot of people would have, 
I think they're okay with maybe the switching of AAA to Rookie League, mm-hmm. but they didn't really like the name change. Why do you feel like it was important to completely rebrand the team instead of just keeping them the Sky Sox? Well, you know, it kind of, again, it gets back to, um, that is a big change going from AAA to short season. I think it, yeah. it's better for us in a lot of ways, and I can get into, I can get, I'm happy to get into that. Yeah. Um, but, it caused a lot of confusion. Most people that come to our games are casual fans. They're not, you know, they might know one or two players on the team. Most of them probably don't. Um, But, you know, when you, when you read a story that's like switching from AAA to to rookie league, what does that mean? The team's leaving. And um, it kind of got back to the point of like, Hey, look, this is our chance to kind of start fresh and with a clean slate, you know, Sky Sox are, really they are kind of leaving right and and this is like they they're they're moving the AAA franchise is moving to San Antonio we could have kept the name but i think it would have been it would have been the wrong move it would have it would have been boring it would have like this again this was our chance to like now we can have some fun with this yeah and get get the city and and the community talking again i think we were kind of flat and stale for a couple of years okay um so we're like <laughs> I mean, everybody on staff internally was like so re-energized by the by the by going through right. this process, yeah. and now we're having fun with it again. And um, I want to know one of your questions is in regards to um, what changes could could that could entail now at the ballpark, and yeah. the answer is a ton. <laughs> so we're looking at some major um, major construction renovations, adding some more social party areas. There's going to be a ton more color. Um, that's one thing that kind of drove me nuts about the ballpark currently is it's a lot of brick right, and yeah. a lot of like kind of brown and yellow. And I'm like, it again, like I want yeah. this, this needs to be Disney, right? Yeah. So I want like everywhere you look, it's something funny and colorful and eye catching. And I just wanted to be a party at the ballpark every, every time we go out there. So whether you're in college or whether you're a little kid with your family, there's going to be areas where you can go and just have a blast. Great. Awesome. What are some difficulties that the general public doesn't know about rebranding a franchise? Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, it was it was a an eye opening experience for for me um, as kind of the the face of it and the one at the end of the day that would be responsible for making sure that it all worked. You know, it's essentially like starting a new company. So um, everything from going through all of the, you know, the trademark approvals and copywriting for not only the name, but the colors, the mascots. I mean, it was a process and kind of gets into how we we wound up with the vibes. But, uh, you know, and then and then so that's just to to get the name kind of owned by, by the by the by our group now. But then you have everything from your business cards to your letterhead to your email signatures to your website to your all of your social handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things have to change, right? And so we're sitting on, you know, the other really hard part was keeping this whole thing secret for yeah, six months yeah. while we're going through it. Um, you know, media asking all the time what was going on, um, you know, c- c- our sponsors and partners, you know, I had, uh, you know, we're, we're in very big discussions with a, with a big deal with uh, UC Health, who's been an unbelievable partner of ours. And, uh, you know, as we're moving forward, I'm trying to get them signed on for, for the future of being part of the new team. 
he's like, you know, time out. We're, we're going to need to know what the name is before we're on board <laughs> with, you know, moving forward yeah. with this big partnership deal. So we get it. And we, we, we had some non-disclosure agreements that we had our legal team draw up and, and we, we could have those signed by a, a few of our big partners like okay. that. Um, but keeping this thing secret, especially as we it got to towards the end and we're like, we love it. We can't like, we couldn't wait to like get it out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had to trust everybody on staff and, and make, and it was, it was, so that was stressful. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it took every bit of, of the, the six months that we needed to get it done. And we were up against unbelievably tight deadlines in terms of getting merchandise there for the unveiling, which was a really important part of it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, about halfway through the process as we were kind of working with the marshmallow character and kind of leaning towards that happy canvas name. Um, we, you know, we loved, we loved the toasty guy. We're like, this is it, man. Um, we got, and there was a, there's an article the Gazette pulled about this. We got a, a notification that there was a, a dispensary that was located about an hour or so away. That was the happy camper dispensary. So that raised a couple of red flags for us. And I talked to ownership about it and um, we talked to minor league baseball about it. And they, I don't know that they would have completely killed it, but they were, they were uh, strongly urging us to go in another direction. Okay. Interesting. So we were, we were bummed. Cause I was like, man, I kind of like, you know, the more we like we're living with it, the more we kind of liked it. Um, it was still, you know, I wasn't, I was super sold on on the on the mascot on Toasty. Yeah, uh, I was sold on Happy Campers, and I thought it it still it would have worked. It could have worked, and you know you'd shorten it to, to Campers. You go to the Campers game, whatever. Happy was kind of what kind of made it cute. But then we had you know this happened with the with the the conflict, and we kind of had to get back to the drawing board a little bit on the name. But we loved the story, and it got back to loving that it was like a, a state of mind, right? A feeling, a vibe. Yeah. So we were, uh, we, we hit a roadblock for a couple of days. We're like, man, we, you know, we liked happy can, you know, your brain works. You're like, ah, oh, that, that was the only name that was going to work. Um, and for about three days, we just, we were kind of hitting a wall. And then, uh, I was at, at target, I think talking to myself out loud. And I was like, what, you know, what is that? feeling what's another way that we can say happy campers and what's that vibe and it was hilarious because we've been using vibe all throughout this process to talk about just everything and that we never yeah. thought about it being used as an actual name for the team <laughs> mm -hmm. and i was like i love it i was like it's got energy to it it's it's a cool sounding name it's very colorado word right yeah. um and then it was like okay so like are we like the chill vibes or the cool vibes and you know, I'm like, no, like back to happy campers, like people move here and they're happy campers. Why? Because of the outdoors and the sunshine and the mountains. And it's like with that Rocky mountain vibe, I'm like, what if we're the rock? So I like race back to the office. I'm like, <laughs> got everybody in the conference room. I'm like, what if we're the Rocky mountain vibes? And uh, it was like silent. And our, <laughs> our marketing director is like, do you just come up with that? I'm like, yeah, I think it's pretty good. He's like, yeah, it's really good. And everybody's like, Rocky Mountain Vibe. I'm like, I was like, I think we just got our name, man. So we called brand the Brandios guys and I said, you know, how about this? I'm like, I think this would work. And I was like, and I think we can keep a lot of the, the same creative and keep going with the with the s'more character. And yeah. um, you know, their first uh their first reaction was uh, you know, it might be a little it might be a little vague, 
And I'm like, eh, it's only as vague as we make it, right? So, but if we want, if we're telling a story of of this character and just the the fun loving things that he's doing and he's spreading good vibes everywhere, I'm like, that's our story. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. So we just kept going with it, and then they got to the kind of the word mark font and um, actually the the Rocky Mountain that's on your shirt there. Mm-hmm. So that's a, like our own part of this process, which which is a little bonus for us, but it's our own proprietary font. Now we own it so that every time that we type anything that has a C in it, it comes up as the Colorado that's, C, wow, that's which is pretty really cool. cool. Yeah. 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 So that was uh yeah, that was kind of the, the birth of the, of the vibes after we had to take a little bit of a, a pivot through the process. Yeah. If I remember correctly at the rebranding ceremony or someone told me this, but you guys knew about the name in like middle of June, July, correct? Is yeah. That- yeah. 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 Because, because we had to go through that. You have to go through that trademark approval process, process yeah. which takes months and um and you're just waiting and like i mean honestly i didn't think when we first were going with happy campers because we got all five approved and that was like one of the little things that you know you learn from the brandios guys because they've been through this so many times is that and i never would have thought to do that but when we announce the five finalists go get all five appro- approved okay. because then there's people that'll look and they're like, oh, they only filed for this one. That must be the one that, that they're going to go, it. you know? Yeah, okay. So I'm like, that's clever. Yeah. Um, never would have thought about that. But uh, and, and the same thing, had to get all social handles for all five teams, had oh, to like wow. do like, you know, the probably the first five steps of the process we had to do for all five of those names. Huh. And then once we kind of were going down the Happy Camper Road and once we had approvals for all five, then we were just kept moving forward with Happy Campers until we pivoted to, to Vibes. Did you consult any other minor league baseball teams like who had recently yeah. been rebranded to get a feel of like how the public would react and yeah. different things like that? Yeah, and that was that was really helpful. I mean, even even from just like a, a brotherhood camaraderie standpoint, uh, you know, like any industry, once you're once you're in it, um, and I think specifically minor league baseball, it's uh, it's very tight knit, and and it's you do feel like you're kind of part of this family. And, you know, even I could call up any GM of any team in the country, even if I didn't know them. And I know most of them personally, but even if I didn't know them and I just introduced myself and said who I was I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? How can I help? I mean, that's just the, and, and that's reciprocated all over the place. So it's a really good kind of fun thing to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Brad Taylor, who's the president in, in um, El Paso with the Chihuahuas and uh, Mike Abramson, who's in Hartford with the Yargoats. And then the, the, the nice thing was that we had our, our team in Amarillo kind of going through. We were almost on the same time. They were about a week ahead of us, actually, okay. um, when they announced as the Sod Poodles. So we, we were able to kind of help each other out with making sure that we didn't miss any steps of the process. And uh, but to a T, I mean, you can ask any of those guys and I, I urge you to to reach out to them. Um, it's the same thing. I mean, it's a you have got to have thick skin. 95% of the people are going to hate what you're talking about until they see it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and even now, uh, you know, it's been really encouraging. You're going to have your haters out there. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to please everybody. That was never our intent, Yeah. but you know, I love this brand because it is all about fun. And it's like, look, if you don't want to be on board with like fun, if you don't think Toasty's fun, then, you know, you have a wrong definition of fun. Um, <laughs> So we're just gonna keep shoving that positive message down people's throats until they're like, okay, I get it. This is this is this is a lot of fun and it's awesome. But the um, 
you know, the, 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 it's, it's until you see the look of it, I think like if you, if I would have just told you the name, you know, and you didn't see the look and the logo and the colors, yeah. you'd be like, ah, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But once you see it and now you can kind of, we can tell those stories, then it's like, yes, I love it. It's a mar- it's marketing. It's pure right. marketing genius. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> How did your day to day operations change from before the rebranding to now as the vibes? Sure. Um, well, we're selling a lot more merchandise, which is great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they, no offense to the, you know, nothing uh, wrong with this guy Sox name or brand. It would, it served the city well for a long time. And, um, but, you know, as kind of the trend in minor league baseball is going, you know, Sky Sox was just a little boring. I mean, yeah. it's very kind of traditional and classic and red, white, and blue, and which was great, but it, it limited us on, um, doing fun things and theming out different areas of the ballpark. You know, I think we did a great job with Sox the Fox and he's, he's been a rock star yeah. and he'll stick around. He'll have a new buddy now, awesome. but, mm-hmm. um, but now with, the, with the Rocky mountain vibes, I mean, it's, it's, you can go in, in so many different directions with it. And um, yeah, let's have fire pits and, and toast s'mores out at the ballpark. Why not? You know, yeah. let's, let's make our kid zone area amazing and do some cool camping you know scene out there or whatever um you know like i mentioned we're doing doing some uh some renovations and adding in some new party areas for kind of the adult crowd so uh we have our starting today um uh toasty is going to be sending out good vibes of the day so he's Ooh. gonna be a little random acts of kindness for for okay. to spread the positive message of the vibes nice Very cool. yeah do you have a mock-up of what the jerseys are going to look like? I do. I can't show you, though. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Uh, we will have a... Uh, so the next kind of steps in the process as far as the rebrand goes, I mean, now that the the name and the logo and everything are out there, which is great, um, you know, you mentioned what else changes day-to-day. Uh, all those, those little office things that I mentioned. Sure. So, you know, having to completely change the website, our Facebook page, our Instagram and Twitter, our... You know, just the office supplies, you know, ticket envelopes, thank you cards, Christmas cards. I mean, everything changes it's now, all right? Different, huh? All yeah. different. All yep. different. Um, signage everywhere. So anywhere that in the stadium that said Sky Sox has got to change, right? Yeah. Um, so th- those are kind of the 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 uh, the nitty gritty details when you get into it. It's like, oh my goodness, it's it's a bigger it's a bigger thing than you realize um, until you start really digging into it. But uh, yeah. Awesome. So from like a ticket standpoint, and we kind of touched on earlier with the fans, how do you convince baseball fans to come, even though the level of competitive baseball has changed vastly? Yeah, well, I mean, um, we have always marketed ourselves as affordable family entertainment, right? I mean, if you like baseball, uh, there's going to be great baseball being played there, but baseball is like pretty objectionable thing. And there's a lot of people that don't like baseball. And I want those people to come out to the game and be like, Holy smokes, that was a really good time. And, you know, I ran into my neighbor and my kid met the mascot and I had a cold beer and I had a three hour escape from reality and it cost me 15 bucks or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's our business model. Um, I've worked. I've been fortunate enough in my throughout my career to work at every level of of Marley baseball. I love Marley baseball. There's just something very different and unique about it. And, um, you know, we kind of get to create our own destiny. You know, I've had plenty of offers to work for major league teams, but, you know, the this fits my personality. It fits my, um, the way I do business with relationships and referrals and, and getting to know and being part, more of a part of the community. Um, so 
what was the question? <laughs> How did, just, oh, yeah. getting the fans. Okay, right. so, um, I mean, for us, it really is and always has been all about promotion. So everything from the fireworks shows to the theme nights that we do to the the, the branded, uh, you know, day of the week promotions, whether it's $2 Tuesdays or $3 Thirsty Thursdays or 50 cent hot dog Sundays. I mean, those are the things that you'll always see in our promotions and our advertising. So very rarely, if ever, will you ever see an ad in the gazette or hear an ad of ours on the radio where we're talking about who's playing third base or what our record is that's not what sells tickets for us it's more it's about the appeal of family friendly entertainment absolutely at price. yes okay yeah it's it's a it's a you know it's like a great outdoors people watching venue you know if you've ever been to, if, you're, if you've ever been a course field mm-hmm. and you know what they did with the with the rooftop deck they ripped yeah. out they ripped out about four thousand seats that would get sold you know, 10 times a year and turn it into the, the, the best outdoor bar in the city. Right. And you know what those people are up there are doing? They're not watching the game. (laughs) They're hanging out, you know, and, and people watching and, and having a great time. And that's kind of, I think they, they stole that a little bit from minor league baseball, which was brilliant. I think it was a brilliant move. Mm -hmm. So this is a question I was thinking about, you know, ever since we confirmed you for the show, what is, the difference between a minor league baseball manager and a major league baseball general manager and sure. what kind of jurisdiction do you have over roster moves? Uh, zero. <laughs> so the difference, uh, the difference is, um, that a major league general manager is in charge of the, the players, right? Yeah. So for the way that minor league system works for triple A, double A, single A, every level of minor league baseball, the players, the coaches, and the trainers are all employees of the major league affiliate, right? So all of our players are employees of the Milwaukee Brewers, okay? We have an affiliation agreement with the Brewers, which is a very important document that ties our team to to theirs. Um, And those change every, they, they can change every two or four years. We've been fortunate enough to have a great relationship with them when we were at the AAA level, uh, and then the team that we moved here from Helena was also a Brewers affiliate. So it all kind of worked out. Um, but we are responsible. We, we work closely with the team and with the manager. Uh, we, we handle all the team travel, we handle the hotels. Um, so a lot of the logistical operations, helping the guys find places to live in town and get engaged and involved in the community. That's kind of our role with the, with the team. But, um, my, my job is to run the business is to run the, to, to make sure that we're, we're, you know, keeping revenues high and expenses low and, right. and uh, keeping the staff happy and involved and engaged. And, um, you know, we've got our full-time staff is about 16 people, but then you get into the season and our game-based staff with, you know, parking and ushers and ticket takers and concession workers, another 150 people per game. So there's a lot of people that, that I'm responsible for and want to make sure that we're, we're doing a good job of, of communicating internally. Awesome. Was the reception to the name change what you expected? Was it better than you expected or worse than you expected? Uh, you know, that's a good question because I really did not know what to expect. And we, 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 like I said, loved it internally, but we were so close to it that I'm like, I think this is pretty awesome. I, I hope everybody else feels the same way. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that the at the actual unveiling itself in that room, I thought it was really, really positive. I thought there was a ton of good energy mm-hmm. in there. Everybody's getting their pictures taken with Toasty afterwards. Everybody's laughing and smiling. And, you know, we did pull a little bit of a surprise, you know, so I think that there was a lot of, 
a lot of that as well. Like maybe some relief that we didn't go with one of the other five names, maybe yeah. some, uh, some surprise of, at the, at the new, you know, the, the new vibes name. So it was, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with where we are. I think we're in a really good position to move forward into the new year and, and keep the excitement going. What would you say is one word to describe the Sky Sox last season here? I saw that question this morning. <laughs> uh, it took me a minute to think about it, but probably bittersweet. Um, you know, again, it's it's uh, it's been a great brand that served this community really well for uh, for a long time. 31, 31 years from 88 and then another eight years as a Sky Sox in the early 50s. Um, uh, so again, we want to honor and, and kind of and, and respect uh, that tradition, and that'll that'll always be part of the memories of of this city. And and now we get to kind of create some new memories with a new name and and uh, a new generation. So we're we're excited about that. Were you disappointed with the way the Sky Sox season kind of ended last year? Getting yeah. swept by the Dodgers. Just yeah, that was a, one game. I know it was a bummer, <laughs> man. And it, like that definitely played into the bittersweet. We were. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought this could have been this story, storybook, fairy tale ending kind of year, um, and it just didn't work out. And the Washington to watch the Brewers uh, get really close as well. I mean, the Brewers are a fun team to watch, yeah. and they're going to be really yeah. good for a number of years. So, um, and they've done it's all because of what they've done with their farm system. So, you'll see some really good talent here. You know, in the next few years, and I would I would urge you to come out and check it out. Yeah, especially since a lot of the guys on the Sky Sox team last year we saw in the NLCS, you know, Brandon Woodruff, first guy who throws a 98-mile-an-hour cutter, and then, you know, six weeks prior to that, you saw him sitting in the stands charting these games. Exactly. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. and, you know, I think that you'll see, you know, obviously there's going to be a little bit different. So that this at this league, these guys just signed their first professional contract. So it's really... Uh, I've worked in my last, the last team that I ran, uh, the Spikes in State College was a short season affiliate for the St. Louis Cardinals. And we were fortunate enough to have some really good talent on that team. But these guys are hungry, man. They just signed their first professional contract. You'll have guys that have probably played in the College World Series, uh, guys that just got drafted, their first, second, or third round draft picks for the Brewers. And they're going to be here and and to be able to play in a stadium like ours at at this entry level that they're starting at is, is going to be pretty awesome for them. Very cool. Uh, so if baseball wasn't your, a career option, what would your plan be? Did you ever really have a plan B or did you always know you kind of work in baseball? No, I definitely didn't know I wanted to work in baseball. Um, and, uh, I don't know that I had a plan B. I, you know, I, I worked for Hyatt in the hospitality world for, uh, for three years after college and, you know, it was, it was fine, but it's hotels are tough. You know, it's 24, seven, 365. And, um, uh, I just knew that that wasn't that was what I didn't want to do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had I'd been fortunate enough when I was a junior in college. I did an internship with uh, the Altoona Curve, which is the Pittsburgh Pirates Double A team, um, and kind of got a taste of of what minor league baseball was all about. And then after uh, after my stint with Hyatt, um, that team ironically had come under new ownership and management, and was doing this big hiring spree and. I really did not want to move back to central Pennsylvania at the time, but I figured I'd give it a shot, uh, give it a couple years. I was still young enough. And that group and that ownership uh, team were amazing. Um, and I learned a ton from them. And, you know, after a couple years doing that, starting out and realizing, realizing I was pretty good at it, then, you know, I figured I could, I could make a career out of it and kept, kept it, kept with it. Very cool. A couple more questions for you before we wrap up. 
What skills and traits do you need to be a successful president slash GM? Um, I mean, honestly, probably one of the biggest is, is relationships and uh, um, being in good reciprocal relationships. So um, when you get to know somebody and, and, and you know, whether it's a, a business owner or, you know, anybody throughout throughout your life, just when you're, when you're learning about them and, and, and kind of what makes them tick and, and what, you know, obviously if it's a business, you know, what's, what's going to be important to them um, and figuring out ways to, to help that person or that company um, and, and using those relationships to meet new people. And, and I love, one of my, my favorite things is, is connecting people. So, you know, in my job, what I, I could be talking to the CEO of a hospital on one phone call and, and a guy that owns a tire company on another phone call, and you've got to be able to relate and talk their language and understand what's going to be important to, to each individual party. So, um, you know, networking is another kind of way to say it. It's a little cliche, but it's, it's true. It's, it's who, you know, and, and get yourself involved in your, in your community and, and find a, a charity that's important to you. And I mean, just be a good person, spread the positive vibes, you know, mm -hmm. there you go. <laughs> awesome. So this is to wrap things up. Uh, and we kind of talked Sky uh, Sky Fox. He'll still be around. Um, what ways we preserve the history and culture that the Sky Sox franchise brought to the Springs? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think we'll definitely do uh, some kind of uh, remembrance nights. You know, each year we'll do some uh, some sort of uh, uh, tribute to, to to some past Sky Sox players and teams. Um, we'll certainly keep pictures of some of our, our great players around the ballpark. I'd like to kind of revamp. We've got a little bit of a weak Hall of Fame kind of circle thing going on at the ballpark. So I think that's something that we've talked about a lot internally. And how do we make that um, get that to the level where it needs to be? And those players can really be honored and recognized. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're, we've been so focused on, on, on getting the vibes launched, yeah. but that's a great question. And I, you know, it's going to be important for us to, to take those things into consideration and make sure we're honoring those memories. For sure. Awesome. Well, Chris appreciated you coming on and having us now. Are you guys at your 50 state goal for selling all the vibes? <laughs> I think we're at merch. 48. Okay. Yeah. What, are, what are the two stragglers? Well, I think, uh, Alaska was one. So anybody that's listening out in Alaska, okay. but our Anchorage listeners. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have to check with our merch guy. We were in a little bit of a race with our sod poodles buddies. Uh, they hit it over the weekend, but they also had a weak head start on us. So yeah. Yeah. we'll knock it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. It was great kind of getting an insight on what a general manager and president does and kind of the rebranding phase of it. Uh, we'll be right back with some segments. This is Runners in Scoring Position. Hello and welcome back to Runners in Scoring Position. I'm still Nate. I'm still Charlie. And I'm not calling it the two-minute drill anymore. I think I might have done that earlier today. But, That's okay. Um, we're moving on. Uh, Chris Phelps just left, just walking back to his car. What a great interview. What a great guy. Yeah. What a great insight on the whole naming process and some of the sure. different stories. A lot of stuff that the general public just didn't know about with all this rebranding. I mean, they knew about it for months and months. And if I was in the front office, it would be so hard keeping a name for months and months and not sharing it with anybody. I mean, you can't share it with anybody in your family. It's only like what you know, and that's it. You can't tell anybody about that. But just such a cool process and how he went through the name kind of, you know, the with the 400 names and then cutting it down to five and then realizing that the vibes, you know, are probably the best name, even though they weren't in that five, you know, him realizing in a target and running back to his car and then going back to the <laughs> office is like 
vibes. Yep. And I was like, it's crazy. I mean, it's all such a moving, you know, puzzle pieces with minor league baseball, and it's super, super cool. And these coo- and these uh, you know, little drink holders we got, of course, you know, bad radio, you can't see them, but uh, look, look. <laughs> you know, it was just such a fun interview to have on. Um, this was a highly anticipated show for us, and I think we nailed it just with yeah. the questions and kind of getting the mood of what rebranding really is. Yeah. Um, Nate, anything else you want to add on before we wrap uh, it up? You know, we'd have more in-studio guests if the parking on campus was a little better. Yeah. Um, that's what Chris also meant. He's like, wow, parking here is pretty crazy. And pretty like, bad. You don't know the half of yeah. it. but. Yeah, so we're excited that we got to have him in the studio. Hopefully, you'll see more from him. Maybe other minor league general managers, uh, other people from the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, This will be online later for those of you that are just like, hey, I wanted to hear about the naming of the Rocky Mountain Vibes. We follow us on Twitter at R-I-S-P-U-C-C-S. You'll get that information when it's there. It should be on in the next couple days. Last show for the semester. Thank you all for listening. And thanks to all of our guests. There's too many to name. You guys have, you know, meant so much to us just coming on the show and developing our program. And we look forward to having a new set of guests and new insights after the new year. And happy holidays, everyone.